I'm telling you, if we'll just let him, he'll do it. I've just let my fear and pride hold me too much. Too many times. We may have seen that song again, look what the Lord has done. And you know what? The good news, he's not finished. I want you to uh, stand up. I want us to read this scripture. Leah, put up that Isaiah scripture, please. You know, I've quote this a lot. You know, we understand a child is born, but, the, but a son will be given to us. Listen, he has been given to us. He's eternal. And the government, Dixie read a scripture kind of like this. The government will rest on his shoulders. And if you get him and God confused, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, but his name will also be called Mighty God. This son, this son will be called Eternal Father. He'll be called the Prince of Peace. But there will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. Now that's a statement. There will be no end to it. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. And that is God Almighty. Amen. Now, let's read that together. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Eternal Father, Prince of Peace, there will be no end of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forever. The, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. And we agree. And you, you can shout and be seated. I mean, that is such a, we're in such a time to remember that. Yes. Whose shoulders is the government on? Come on, it's Jesus. I just gave you the answer. Come on. This will take a long time if you don't do better than that, James. Come on, help me. Help me, James. I'm telling you, there's head shakings around. There's things going on. Oh, and there's a, according to a San Diego pastor, drag is holy. No wonder the church is in the place it's in. A pastor says, oh, the drag's holy. There's some weird things going on. <clears throat> Last week, I showed you the video, the healing, and a story of A.A. Uh, a. Allen that happened in one of his meetings. And Brother Shambach was telling that story. I want to talk some more about that, about A.A. A. Allen. He died in 1970. And uh, if you look him up, in fact, uh, Robert Lairdon wrote those books about the generals. And uh, he had in there that he died uh, as, as an alcoholic. And Bobby Connor read that. And uh, 
in a meeting, he said, it was a pastor's meeting. Guys, you got to watch your life now because here's a, a guy that had a great start, but he died an alcoholic. He gets back to his room, and the Holy Spirit said, you lied in church this morning. He said, no, Lord, I didn't lie. He said, yes, you did. You said my servant, A.A. Allen, died an alcoholic. That's not true. God said he was a righteous man, and when you get to heaven, you'll find out. He was killed by a Christian mafia. See, are you, allow, are you aware he was murdered by a Christian denomination? The same denomination gave Allen's doctor a $10,000 check to inject alcohol in his system. That's why he died, they thought, as an alcoholic. But before that doctor died, he confessed to that. You can look it up on uh, YouTube. I read, I read Bobby's story talking to A.A. Allen's grandson. said, you've got to get that corrected. But listen, that shouldn't surprise you. Who killed Jesus? It was the Pharisees, the most religious people of that day and time. A.A. Allen would come into a town and would empty the churches. Why? Maybe they had something on, going on in the tent they didn't have going on in the church. I don't know. That's the way it looked. They didn't like him. And we, we've got to be careful. We shouldn't be speaking against another church or another pastor. We better let God handle them if they're wrong. You better be... Really know where you're at if you come against it. I just think that's uh, another little part of that story. That uh, Could that go on today's time? Come on, give me a break. Look at our government. I mean, the powers of darkness. Why do we sing about take up the sword and get in the fight? Why do we talk about that? It happens around us. We are in a war. There is a war over your life. There's a war over the sister's job. God wants to use her in a great way. The enemy wants to make her think it doesn't work for her. It works, but it doesn't work for you. It works. No, it doesn't work. He works in us. He works in us. Let me read you another story. I want to talk about Dutch Sheets a little bit. Maybe you've heard him. He does a podcast. Give him 15 every day. He's an, a national prophet. But let me talk about healing a little bit. This is a quote from Dutch. The Holy Spirit assigned me to pray for a young Comatose girl, I prayed for her at least one hour every week, sometimes two hours for a year. Why did it take a year to obtain a miracle? You're not going to find a pattern. It's a person. It's about Jesus. But the girl did recover. Amen? Amen. Now, I want to read his story. 
At the same time, God was teaching me, and this was in the 80s, he said I had 45 warts on my hands. 45. You know, I remember as a little kid, I, I don't know if I was in school or not, but I had a wart on my hand, maybe more than one. I don't remember. I was with my grandpa, and we was on the main street in Avant. There were some stores there then. And he's, some guy he knew, he had him say something over me, which wouldn't have been right, right. about taking those warts off. I don't remember whether they took, came off or not, but I remember my wart story. That was one I would not recommend, okay? Let me go back to Dutch. I can't imagine having 45 warts on your hands. Some were quite large and eaten into my fingernails and cuticles on three fingers, completely replacing them. They had been spreading, multiplying on my hands for seven or eight years. The doctors told me they didn't want to burn or freeze them off for fear of too much collateral damage on my hands, nails, and cuticles. Many people prayed for me with no results. I was in numerous service where gifts of healing and working of miracles were occurring with many people being healed, but never me. You ever feel that way? Come on, see. Finally, Holy Spirit spoke clearly to me. Though some are healed through my gifts, others through the prayers of elders, still others through the prayer of agreement, I will not heal you through any of these methods. You will have to do what I've been teaching you. Speak my word over your hands every day. And he gave him Mark eleven twenty three, Numerous times a day, releasing my power to them until they're healed. I determined to obey. At least six or seven times a day, sometimes more, I spoke God's living and powerful word, Hebrews 4.12, over my hands, using several scriptures regarding healings. I saw no change for two weeks, but I believe something was happening. As I spoke God's word, power was being released and accumulating. After two weeks, I noticed change. The warts were shrinking. From that point on, I watched them become smaller each day. As they shrank, fingernails and cuticles began growing. It took two more weeks for all the warts to completely disappear. New nails, cuticles to form. The entire process took a month. Each day, power was flowing. It wasn't a one-time surge, bringing an instant miracle, but a relentless flow of power being released into my hands. It was most definitely God's power, not mine, that removed the warts and gave me new skin, nails, and cuticles with no scars, but I was required to release that power by speaking his words. The healing was Christ's provision, Holy Spirit's power and strategy, which I was to activate and release. Interesting story. That uh, you could go look that up. It would have been, I believe it was March 14th, his day. 
I listened to it on the 15th. I t- flipped that on. It was the 14th. And I said, well, on the 15th. And it wouldn't come up. I said, I better listen to the 14th. <laughs> now, that's a story. Now, let's look at uh, Hebrews 4.12. You know this scripture. For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing as far as the dividing or division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow, able to judge the thoughts and intents of the heart. The sword of the spirit. What's the sword of the spirit? Speaks. Let me tell you the difference between the Logos and the Rhema words. This is a book. It's a written, it's a written word of God by the Holy Spirit. But if you read I don't know, uh, John 5, 39, she's got that scripture. Jesus told them, you can read the word all you want to. You can search the scripture because you think that in you have eternal life. But they testify about me. You can memorize that whole word and go to hell. The word's important. But the Word cannot save you. I don't care. You can have 20 different Bibles and you can tell me all, of, all about it. But if you don't know Jesus, you're headed to hell. Amen. We need both. We need the Word and the Holy Spirit of God. They've got to work together in our lives. It's hard enough to have any kind of a balance in life. Because every new truth, I really going to go that way. And it's a good truth, but it's not the whole Word of God. But the, the Logos, the Word of God, if you ask somebody about that, what is the Logos? Well, they could say, it's the written Word. We'd usually say, <clears throat> like you did a while ago, it's the Bible. But that's not the sword of the Spirit. The Logos could be referring to Jesus. Look at John 1. 1. What? In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Now look at 1 John 1. 1. What was from the beginning. What we have heard. What we have seen with our eyes. See, John was there. What we have looked at. I've touched him. He said, I laid my head on his shoulder at the Last Supper, on his breast. I touched him with my hands concerning the word of life. Look at Revelations 19.13. He is clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the word of God. 
So, when someone says, I've received a word. Read the, read the word you gave this morning. Here's, here's your mic. My gospel is straightforward is an easy truth. The struggle comes when we try to qualify, when you try to qualify yourself. You cannot qualify, you do not, and you cannot do enough, be enough, or achieve enough. Stop struggling, stop punching your card, rest in me. I gave this treasure to you. Seek me, spend time with me, and I will show you everything you want to know. Now, is that out of the written word, or is that a word you got? That's a word she got. So is that the Logos or Rhema? See, that's Rhema. That's a word she received. Okay, hope, just hold on. We'll get there. When someone says, I have received a word, that's we're really usually talking about a Rhema word. In fact, that's uh, the school name, the Rhema Church. But here, Luke 5, 4. When he had finished speaking, when Jesus had finished speaking, you know, it was he had such a crowd that he got in Peter's boat and preached in the boat. When he finished, he said to Simon, let's pull out in deep water and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said, Master, we've worked hard all night and we caught nothing. In other words, he said, I don't want to go fishing anymore. It don't work today. But he said, I'll do as you say. And they let down the nets. And what? They got so many fish, the nets were about to break. They called another boat and they filled them both full. See, he received a word. That's a rhema word. That's, that's the difference. Now, here, let me read you another one. There was, uh, we'll look at uh, Matthew 8, 13. The centurion had a servant that he really liked, and he was sick. And he said, Jesus, will you come and heal my servant? And he said, yes, I will. Then the man said, I'm not worthy for you to even come in my house. He said, I understand authority. I'm over a hundred men. I tell them what to do. I understand authority. You just say the word. And Jesus answered, Go. It shall be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. That was a rhema word. That's what Dutch received a rhema word. I'm not going to heal you by somebody laying hands on you. I'm not going to heal you by two of you agreeing. I'm not going to heal you by the elders praying for you. You're going to get healed by you declaring my word over you. And I'm going to tell you, we're lazy butts. We just don't want to memorize a verse. And you wouldn't have to memorize it, but we've got to learn to speak them. We've got to. We, listen, if God's not doing it, it's our fault. Because he says, I have already given you everything you need that pertains to life and godliness. So that, that covers it. I almost said that about covers it. No, it covers it. That covers it. That's, that's what Dutch had. And that's what we've got to learn to do. We've got to get the Word of God inside of us. See, we think that's the sword of the Spirit. 
But what is the sword of the Spirit? It's the sword of the Spirit when we speak the Word. That's the sword of the Spirit. When you just hear the Word, do you agree with the Word? But there just comes a time when you've got to say, I've had enough of this. Lord, I need an answer. I don't care what it is. I'll do it. And when you begin to say what you what he says, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we being dead to sin and made alive into Christ, and that by his stripes we were healed. That'd be a good verse. First Peter two twenty four. Or the verse I, I just uh, said second Peter one uh, two and three he has already given us everything when you begin to speak the words Lord you said to the centurion be it done to him as he believed Lord I believe your word I'm speaking it over me we speak it over Angela we we speak it over our families we've Dixie and I have been talking about this. We talked about it out in front a little bit. We've, uh, we've took a lot of our books out that we had back there because we used to sell quite a few Christian books. And it wasn't a money-making thing. We just sold them usually for what they cost. But we've just noticed over the last 35 years, people don't want to buy books because we don't read. We're so entertained at home. I mean, it's just easier to watch something than it is to turn everything off and just read. Much less, I mean, the Bible, but other Christian books. But I won't agree with I'm kind of getting like Bob Jones. Rick Joyner kept, he was his great friends, and he said, I want you to read this book. He said, I will when I finish reading this one. He just didn't have time to read the other Christian books he said, I had not got this one down yet. It's an inexhaustible study. And I'll just tell you this, it gets easier. It gets easier. And probably don't start in Ezekiel or Revelation. I'd get back in John, kind of get the, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and John, hold my horse while I get on, you know those. You learn to memorize them, then you get into... General Electric Power Company, which is Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. I mean, you've got to get the Word of God in you. It is not a foreign book. It will not work under your pillow. It is the sword of the Spirit when it begins to come alive in you. What did Jesus do? Was Jesus ever tempted? Three big temptations. What did he say? It is written, thou shalt not. It is written. It is written. He quoted a scripture each time. And it said the devil left him for a season. You got a battle going on in your head? Why don't you start quoting the word of God? See, that's what Dutch did. That's why I read that story. That, I think that's such an example of God responding he wants to respond to our needs but i'm telling you we're the ones holding him up it's us it's us we can't even lead our families 
Come on, man. Shout me down now over that. <clears throat> Dutch received a word from God. Erica received a word from God. Dutch acted on that word. He believed it. He spoke it. Day after day, he spoke it. He spoke it. You don't your neighbor think you're crazy? You just go out walking around outside. I decree this. I declare that. What are you doing? You know? Go get it. Bring him in out of the field, you know. They thought Jesus was crazy. His family did. It is written. You chose me before the foundation of the world. It is written. You chose me. It is written. I am your idea. You have already given me what I need. So, what I've got to do, I've got to start believing that's true. That's not just a fairy tale written. See, you can't just, okay, I'm sick, so I've got to find a healing scripture that says, okay, it says this, okay, now I'm healed. That is not the way it works. It's, you have got to personalize it. Do you think you get to heaven that way? When I die, I'm going to say, okay, I know there was a Jesus. Well, there's a lot of people like that. You, you never talk to anybody in the world and they just talk about, uh, they're up there. They may be up there, but they're not way up there. They're not with him, let's put it that way. It's just easy to talk about everything else, but the living Christ and we, and we can know a lot. We can know Scripture. But listen, we've got to know the living Christ. He is alive. You can receive a rhema word while re reading the Logos. In other words, this is the Logos of God. I can be reading it. I'll give you a couple of illustrations. Um. When the Lord first spoke to me about preaching, and I was really in trauma about, okay, what's next? And you can get a word out of the word. At the time, that's the only way I knew. And I've just, I've just continually read through the New Testament and kind of the same through the old. But I was in a a book I wouldn't pick to get a word out of because in uh, 1 Corinthians 7, that's the chapter about divorce. But I got a real word out of it. And it says, you know, one of those verses that jump out at you, that's a rhema word. It says, abide in the calling wherein you were called. So I said, okay, I'm supposed to keep doing what I'm doing I'm going to abide till God shows me what's next. I mean, that helped change my life. On July the 25th, 1975, I had judged a horse show in Jackson, Mississippi, and I was in a motel. I was reading the Word because I was going to go visit a friend and go to his church, and I was going to talk to the men. And God gave me a Word. He gave me a rainbow Word as the Logos. You got the difference now? And he said, I'll make you a fisher of men. I wrote it down, that date down in my Bible. I wish I had about a lot of them. See, we've got to get to know him and his word. Jesus said, I know the Father. 
Jesus obviously knew the word. Has he convinced you that he really loves you, that you really belong to him? See, he's got a plan and purpose for us. John 15, 7 is a verse uh, I pray every day. And when I begin to think about this, about what the sword of the Spirit really is, it's the words we speak that are alive. If you, Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. That's, kind of, that's a blank check if you'll just step up and, and believe him in it. But he said, if my words, my words. So that's my words we're talking about. His words need to become our words and we begin to speak them. We need to speak what's right and what's, instead of what's wrong. It's easy to say this is wrong or that's wrong. We need to decree what's right. We have got to decree it. It's not over. You're in a battle, but it's not over. God's not finished with you yet. And I, I promise you it comes at you. If you're going to walk with God, regardless of who you, whether you're lost or saved, you're going to go through some hard times. You'll go through things you didn't want to go through. But did he not say, I'll never leave you or forsake you? Are not those words true? He, he's getting you maybe in a place for a miracle. And I, I want to believe with you for a miracle. We are. Dixie and I are praying for some of you that only God can meet that need. And, but he said, abide in me. If you abide in me. The world has more of a pull on us than we realize. It's just, we're just so used to it. That it's just part, it's part of us until we begin to see, I, I really don't need that. I don't really need that. And God will work that out. He'll work that out in you. I'm not telling you what they are. He'll show you what those things are. But can you abide in him? Do you abide in him? Does his words abide in you? See, if that word abides in you, it becomes the spirit of life in you. When you become more concerned about what he wants you to do than what you want to do. That's a battle we guys battle. John 6.63 Jesus said, If the spirit it is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. So, what are you accomplishing if we don't do it in the Spirit? The Spirit who gives life, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. See, when... You or I, when we speak what he speaks, we're speaking spirit and life. We're not speaking woe, doing agony. We're speaking life. When you're reading the word, the Logos, and a verse jumps out to you, 
or draws your attention to you, that's a rhema word for you to stand on. Mark those. Keep them. Quote them. Learn them. Lord, thank you that the Logos can become a rhema word for you. Mark eleven twenty three, the word <clears throat> the Lord gave Dutch. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. Is that true? It's true or it wouldn't be in the Word. Now, I've tried to do it when it didn't work out. But you know what? The Word's still true. Somebody said, well, that's Kenneth Hagin's verse. No, I think God had that first. <laughs> Therefore, I say to you, and here, here, this will help your prayer life. Therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them, and they will be granted. So you've got to believe before you receive. It applies to that job. That applies to your need. You've got to keep believing it. it maybe it hadn't happened yet. It hadn't happened yet. It may not tomorrow. I pray it happens today. But we've got to keep on believing that. We've got to keep pressing into what God said. But I challenge you, <clears throat> I'm, I know most of you have a prayer time. Most of you read the Word. Ask the Lord, you may need to enlarge that. If you want to go where He wants you to go, you're going to have, you're going to, have to have the Spirit and the Word in you. You're going to have to make some stands. No, this, this, or this, or this. Listen, we've prayed over this for years. We've prayed into it. James Reed gave Dixie a word. We were downtown. He said, you'll always have to fight for it. Let me tell you, you'll always have to fight for whatever God's given you. Whether it's your your walk with God and your family, then whatever comes next in your life. Pray for the church. Pray for your job. Pray for your company. There is a battle over your life. But is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? You can, you can read the whole Bible and not be saved. John 5, 29. But He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And just like the needs that were prayed over in here this morning. See, we have got to continue to let God heal us so we can be the church. Because He wants you to be able to help set somebody else free. It's not like my... We, we went to Fiji. In fact, some of the couple of those Brothers were here. Pastor Tui was here years ago. He'd get up some morning and they'd be lined up out of his front door with people wanting to pray for him. Well, you'd think, whoopee, that's good for the first day or two, maybe. No, but see, we're all to be ministers. 
We're all to, we're to go do that. I talked to a business person on the phone. This lady was really good. She knew what she was talking about. I said, you're certainly asking me a lot of questions. You're good. I said, I've gave presentations. I understand what you're doing. <clears throat> she said, am I asking you too many? I said, no, I'm going to ask you one, though, when we get through. And I did. I mean, you might as well just step into it. That's the best answer for the telemarketers there is. This is Jews for Jesus here. Do you know Jesus? They'll leave you. But wherever you're at in your life, see, it takes the Word of God. You've got to have some anchors in your life. It's got to be Jesus. More of Jesus. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, being hung out naked before the world, but is seated at the right hand of God. He's the answer. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father apart from Him. It takes Jesus. Don't be afraid of that book. Just say, Lord, I, just teach me. Ask the Holy Spirit, just teach me. Reading one page, I've had people just read the book of John, just read it again, read it again, read it again. Get another one, just read it. Till it, it'll get easier. Getting a translation you can understand. But why don't we be who he says we can be? Let's come back next week and somebody have a, a report of I got to share Jesus with somebody. He is who he says he is. If you didn't get healed this morning, you, he, he can still heal you. If you didn't get delivered, he can still deliver you. We've been talking about deliverance. It's important. I pray for this prayer for you and I both. Lord, open our eyes to the areas we're blinded or deceived in. Because I promise you we are. Because there's, well, there's obviously things he says we could do we're not doing. But yet we're a group that says, Lord, you are the way. We, we know we can't do it. Apart from you, Jesus, there's no righteousness in us. But we're all going to stand before him someday. He's worth it. He's worth you putting your time in to put his word in you. That you can fight some of your own battles. You've got to. You've got to learn to. You've got to know how to pray for your spouse. You've got to know how to pray for your kids. Who's going to pray your kids through things? We'll pray for them, but we don't know everything about them and what to pray for like you do. Let's just let Jesus be Jesus. Let's just stand. Now, 
obviously, if there's, if there's a need in your life, in a place in your life, you know it's not quite right. If you'll come this morning and give it to Jesus, He's the one who can fix you. Whether it's healing, whether it's a besetting sin. There's, if you want to commit to be a part of this fellowship, just come. But don't leave being condemned, feeling guilty when He wants to take that from you. He wants to meet every need of your life. He wants you to know that He did choose you before the foundation of the world, that He has written your name in the book of life. And He's called you to be more than a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. Just come. If you want someone to pray for you, we'll pray for you. If you just want to come to the altars, some of you need to come and say, I know I need to put the Word of God in my life, in my heart. Just worship Him. Just obey the Holy Spirit. Redeemed by the blood. Some of you need to be baptized. Come on, life's not about you, it's about Him. We make it too much about us. His blood cries out. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. You can go home liberated. You can go home loving Jesus. Depression gone. Some of you been through a hard week. I know the Harvilles had. Burying her dad in the funeral. I don't know what you've been through this week. Life's hard sometimes. But Lord, you're faithful. You're faithful. Lord, I thank you for godly men. Godly women. Lord, you're making us into your disciples. You want to be a disciple? Remember, they were all murdered but John. There's a battle over your life. You press into Jesus. The blood speaks a better word. Turn it up just a little bit, Kyle. Just agree with him. That's a good song. You can sing that song with him. That'll help you. It speaks a better word. Harold, you can get your boys if you want to. 
sense that the Holy Spirit is just wanting to pour out more. If you just have a desire for more of the Lord and just need an infilling of His Spirit, come and we'll pray for you. Just come. Just the act, the prophetic act of coming up and just receiving. Lord, we just raise our hands and we just say, yes, we have a desire for more of you. Lord, we just ask, thank you, Lord, that you're pouring out your spirit upon this place. We've had prophetic words that that portal is here. Lord, Lord, you're pouring out upon this place. And Lord, we just personally want to receive what you're having, you have for us, Lord. There's many, Lord, that have a desire to have a closer walk with you. Lord, we just say yes. We just reach out, Lord, and receive the power of God, that infilling, Lord, that you have for us. The power of God rise up within us in Jesus' name. Our God is in control. We have a hunger and a thirst for more of you, Lord. Pour out upon us. We receive all that you have for us here this morning. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us. If you're thirsty, come and get a drink. Lord, we're thirsty for you, Lord.
We're going to pray over this family. We want us to, to dedicate their kids to the Lord this morning. Harold, you and Whitney and your family stand up here with us. This is Harold also. And this is Jordan and this is Terry. Yeah, we're giving them the word. We're giving them the Logos and they're going to put the rhema in them. Caitlin, you're like, welcome to stand with them if you like. This is Harold's daughter. You want to say something? Come on. Always smiling. Say it again. Lord this morning to, for a word for you guys for them and um, this was just in what I was reading I was just really excited but it says how can a young man keep his way pure by keeping watch according to your word and obviously right now they are not in the word but I challenge you guys to stay in the word because that's what's going to help them stay pure so then you'll be able to pour that back into them and then they'll be able to but that's I'll, I'll give you that but I just love that how can a young man keep his way pure and uh, so uh, you're going to teach them how to do that so I just bless you guys well they come making a commitment to be part of the church and we're going to pray over them. David, come agree with us. Angie, we're going to get some oil. They want to dedicate their children to God. And that doesn't save them, but it sets them apart. They'll each have to make their own decision someday. But Lord, we, let them eat the Word. That's a good saying. Eat the Word. Lord, we speak blessings over them. We speak blessings over Harold and little Harold here. And over Jordan. Jordan, God's got a plan for you. And I know you read the Word. I know you do. I've been hearing you read the Word. Whitney, life's not always going to be as hard. It's going to get easier. But there will still be fights. But it's a good fight of faith. And... Harold's got some wisdom in him. He's got a good foundation. Little Terry, God bless you. Lord, we speak blessings and we set these children apart for you. Caitlin, I bless you. I'm glad you're here. This is your daughter. Daughters, okay. We bless your daughters. God's got more for you than you know. I promise He loves you. He's got a good plan and purpose. Lord, we just surround them. Some of the rest of you just stand around them with you. Lord, we just cover in the name and the blood of Jesus. In the name and the blood of Jesus. It is about family. You can turn that down, Kyle. The... Uh, one of the basketball coaches says, 
coaches college boys. He said, when they come over to my house, I don't want them to just know where the bathroom is. I want them to know where the plates are and how we really live. I mean, he said, I want them to know they're a part of a family. Well, that was God's idea to start with. He wanted a family. And he chose us. And he didn't have any place for us. And then he created the earth. He chose you before he created the earth. Hadn't always been easy. And it'll still be uphill. But it's worth it. It's worth it. That's what I told Whitney two or three weeks ago. The greatest thing she'll do, or you'll do, Harold, is raising up kingdom changers here. Any other words for them? Come on. There's some more words for them. I was just going to tell y'all, uh, I don't know, the Lord was just telling me a, a Joshua verse. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Continue to have the Lord number one, and he'll make everything lay down in place for you. Amen. Ellen? I'm hearing, and I think it's evident already, that you've come up to a place where people are willing and ready to love you, support you, come alongside you, enjoy those kids a lot, but we'll still pay attention to you, but <laughs> more attention to the kids, maybe, speaking for myself, and, but that um, this is home for you. As long as you want it, this is home for you. We are, you are welcome in this place. Nehemiah 8.10, last portion of that, uh, of that verse says, do not grieve because the joy of the Lord is your stronghold. And, you know, I put that on the screen out there and we've been talking on Wednesday nights, you know, about strongholds and stuff. If there's any stronghold you'd like to have in your life, that would be one. Have the, have the joy of the Lord. I had a word for you just a few minutes ago about destiny, that God's got destiny for you. You're a man of God to places in the kingdom that you don't even understand yet. But he's going to build you up step by step as you raise this family up. Woman of God, you are indeed a woman of God. You're a wife. You're a mom. And God wants you to know you are more than enough in every character, every category. You are more than enough. Amen. Are we finished? Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for Harold and Whitney Gerard and their sons. Thank you for Caitlin and her daughters. Lord, we surround them with your love. We call forth your destiny in them. And Lord, this day we offer this service back up to you because it's because of your goodness we've met with you. Lord, the ones that were healed or delivered this morning, it's your goodness. And Lord, it's your word that we choose to believe. And we look to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Wednesday night, 7. Just don't miss Wednesday night. Amen. And get signed up for Passover. James, have you signed up for Passover? See Deanne.